Hello and welcome back to the Apartment 9 podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Nathan. And today we're going to be continuing our discussion uh, from a few episodes ago about superheroes and superpowers and the crazy things that animals can do. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. S- speaking of spiders, there's a spider. And I think a lot of spiders have very sensitive hairs, but there's at least one I know of that has hairs so sensitive it can detect something called Brownian motion, which is like the background baseline motion of air when it's basically still. So pretty much spiders can can hear silence, pretty much. Oh, wow. Could you imagine that? So like being able to like sense (laughs) air and being like so sensitive to it? Like, (gasps) oh, okay, that's just a gust of wind. I feel like there's a there's a threshold which you can cross when you're getting like sensory input to the point where it could literally just make you crazy. Crazy. That was crazy once. Oh <laughs> I had a friend who did that every time I said the word crazy. It was... Yeah, that, it's, it's, it's pretty annoying. Um, well it was a good running gag. No. For okay. the first couple of years. <laughs> So, so we're talking about animal-based superpowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man. So I have issues with the character. No, no not going to lie. Like him slinging webs from his like. Because spiders can't shoot mm-hmm. the webs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they can shoot the webs. But... A little bit, but not like. Yeah. A hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate the comic book. I appreciate the movies. I love the new Spider-Man. Yeah, that's cool. um, I love the Tobey Maguire, and the Tom Holland, and uh, Andrew Garfield. So you're a Spider-Man fan, basically. I, I grew up loving Spider-Man. So, um, but, but like, the whole idea that Tobey Maguire got, like, spider-like abilities, and it's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It'd be a, it'd be a very different character if you had to, like, Pull it out slowly from like his backside <laughs> and like doing weave like it together. Like rubbing like rubbing like they do yeah. Like he's like, hold on, I gotta like get it and he's like, you know, has to like extract it and he like bundles oh. it up into a rope and then like swings it like it, Indiana Jones style. At that point that superpower is not super useful. Like basically in, useless. It, well, useless in like a, like a combat defensive yeah. I mean, if, scenario. If he, like, made bulletproof Yeah, you can make Kevlar out of it. Out of spider <laughs> silk, because it's so strong. It's stronger than Kevlar to scale. I so, think... like, if you had it more than a spider silk thread length width, then you could have... He could make armor for all the other superheroes. <laughs> I, actually, I actually really wondered that, because uh, if we watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like, he starts with, like, that hoodie and, like, mask and everything and tennis shoes... And then he like gets like this very nice, like professionally made suits. It's like where where did you get that from, man? And and like the material, like you watch when the Green Goblin throws the grenade and it like blows off half of his face and like shatters. It's like what in the world material is it made out of? It's what like ablative armor because where does he have these connections? Yeah, I mean I, I know <laughs> that I know that uh, Peter Parker himself is really smart. And I, I actually do wonder if he actually used his own webs to, to make build, it. To make it, that that would be fun. That'd be fun yeah. to know. Um, yeah. So there, there is a that reminds me of a concept. 
this is slightly off topic, but not really. There is a, a thing called ablative armor, and it, it's mostly theoretical now, but say you were to build a suit of armor, and that armor gets hit by something high, like higher velocity, higher power, more energy than the suit of armor can just eat and stay fine. Mm-hmm. Where they have it programmed to, when it gets like that, to explode so that it redirects your, or like not explode, but like shatter and do that so that it redirects your energy out away from the person who's wearing the armor. And so it like takes away their hmm. armor, but it doesn't actually let whatever is hitting them go through and hit them. Hmm. Interesting. So it's like everything is in a tension pointing outwards. And so when it hits that, it like blasts outward. Yeah. That's really interesting. interesting. To help redirect the force away or whatever. Very interesting. So we've been talking about Spider-Man a lot. Um, how about this? What, what, what about this question? What bug would have the worst superpowers? If 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 a person got bit by a radioactive what's <laughs> I mean, a stink bug would suck. Okay, but you so you have control over it. You now have literally just like. Like yes. on-demand tear gas. Like. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, it could still be useful. It would just be, like, inconvenient. Yeah. Like, you couldn't use it with as much flexibility. It would seem kind of gross. Like <laughs> You're fighting and, and, bad guys, but you're wearing, like, your, your gas mask the whole time. <laughs> like, your superhero outfit has to include, like, a gas mask so you don't gas yourself. Yeah. Unless you just become impervious. And all your friends. and <laughs> Yeah, anyone who's helping you. You're going to work on a team like, hey, here's a gas mask. Be part of the Avengers. Okay, here's your mask. Here's yeah. your mask. What okay. is this for? Like, oh, I it's saved like... you from a mugging. You know, you're welcome. And they're just like, <coughs> <coughs> yeah. they're like, Thanks. can't see through their tears. Like, thank you, ma'am, sir. I, you're just a blur. <laughs> good good way to protect your secret identity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one can see. Them. Yeah, you're like how the Avengers. Okay, here's your mask. You can't, Iron Man, you don't need one. Here's your like. So I mean, oh. yours is like literally waterproof. We've seen you use it as a diving suit before, so you're fine. But all these other guys. What What about Ladybug Man? Okay. Do they have any special? Uh, uh, I feel like no, no. flight. Maybe you have Maybe wings flight. and fly, but. Okay, so, there are many other better ways for superhero flight to happen. Imagine like a more literal Ant Man than you know the character named Ant Man, but like you get bit by a radioactive ant, you're like, oh, ants can lift a ton of weight, you know, right? They're, yeah, but then it's all like to scale, so like it, oh. it's, it's like okay, I can lift like fifty more pounds than usual. <laughs> I could have gone to the gym and got this much strength. <laughs> okay, but then if you go to the gym. <laughs> Yeah. Start working now. It's exponential. It, it, so you know. this is like Mistborn. You read Mistborn? No. Oh, I thought. Okay. No. Anyway, Mistborn by this. Brandon Sanderson. Really good book. Recommend it if you haven't read it. They, the people in the book, there, there are people called Allomancers, and their the magic system is that they can use metal. They can draw power from metal, and they actually eat the metal and digest it because their power allows them to. Oh, okay, so they get their iron and copper intake. But they get all kinds of metal, including some poisonous metals. In fact, there's like a, a rule when they're being trained. It's like, okay, at the end of the day, if you have any metal left over, burn it off so that you don't get poisoned from it. Oh. But um, the, the, one of the metals, pewter, gives you a lot more strength and fortitude than normal. So like, 
you could like, just one-handed pick up the desk or whatever. I mean, it's not like ridiculously strong. And the the stronger you're, bur- the more of the metal you're burning at the time, the the more it gives you. So you can burn a whole bunch and have a lot of strength, but then you're gonna run out of power really, really fast. But also, it just like makes it so you can like shrug off random hits. Like there have been people who have been burning pewter and gotten like stabbed and kept fighting and all of a sudden ran out of pewter and just immediately die because <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah, you you bled out, but like the pewter kept you going until you just ran out. And then you died. <laughs> so then in that case, you have to like keep taking it until you can heal for like the next nine months after the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, they do kind of use it for a healing method. Like one time, so another one of the metals lets you like push, push against metal, and a different one lets you pull. So quite often they will use like obsidian weapons still, mm-hmm. because in duels against other elementers, because they don't want to like yank the sword out of their hand or whatever. Interesting. And so they're in a fight with someone, and they're using one of those like ink and. Makuhitos? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Something like that. Battle sword? It, it's not a sword. Kind of. It's similar to a sword. It's like where they take the board and put like obsidian blades on it. Yeah. And so they like get a... like almost cut in half with this thing. And they just keep them burning pewter for like a month until they're better. <laughs> they were miserable. They were also unconscious most of the time. Okay. Yeah. Understandably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's cool. I like how thought out that was. Oh, his magic systems are very thought out. Hmm. Um, so how to break the extra... Uh, the, the awkward sense. The awkward sense. <laughs> um, I don't know. Animal superpowers, the one that comes to mind for me... Cheetah. Okay, running really fast, yes. And you yeah. get to cheetah every game? Only in like a sprint, though. I'm gonna, like, if that was a yeah. superpower, it'd be like... You know, he's like the Flash or something. He runs in, saves one person. He's like, but he can go oh like a hundred yards, and then oh he's guys. done. <laughs> so, uh, a funny, uh, funny thing about that. So, if if you were to do a long distance race between a human and a cheetah, the human would actually win because we have like the best, we have better stamina than, than a lot of things, than a lot of animals. So, like, we could run, walk, and everything. But when a cheetah like sprints, they're able to sprint super fast, but they have to like rest for a long time to make up for that yeah yeah so we are already basically superheroes in, in a way, we, we have super <laughs> stamina way. not super speed but we can keep going for a long ways so to be a superhero yeah. don't you have to be like different than anyone else that's another question is superhero superman, race is superman mm. really a superhero because all the other he's just a, like a genetic freak he's just an immigrant <laughs> <laughs> an intergalactic immigrant stealing jobs from earth heroes <laughs> <laughs> okay. there, there's enough of the jobs for those in that universe to go around and then, oh, why, that's why, true. And, then, and then why do we call batman a superhero when he has no superpowers except for money I mean, no, he knows how to mind. implement I mean, his money really well. Yeah. A lot of discipline, detective work. I mean, he he makes himself into a. It, he's more of a super soldier person. than a superhero. Honestly, he's just like a superhuman human. He's just a super space human. <laughs> superhuman. He's a superhuman. So he's more human than the rest. Yeah, he's like the <laughs> ideal human who like goes after his dreams and seizes them. Yeah. Like anyone could be Batman, but only Batman was Batman. 
because he was that awesome. money to be Batman, and he decided <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah, the money. sense anyone could be Iron Man as long as you have the desire and money. Yeah. True. If you have the drive, you can be like Iron. But you're still not a superhero. Assuming Sorry. also, that I mean, you if can... you use it to save the world, then yeah. Uh, assuming also, you can come up with an arc reactor. Yeah. Which is the reason why we don't have that kind of thing right now. So he's, we don't have power. He's super smart. Okay. But is super intelligence really a superpower? Yeah, but he literally didn't even design. I so mean, he designed the yeah. first suit, the one that he built in like the terrorist hideout thing. But he didn't design the actual Iron Man suit. I mean, he, he told Jarvis to like come yeah. up with it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, he oversaw all that stuff. And he made Jarvis, so yeah. That's kind of true. Jarvis is the real superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so Jarvis being Vision? I still don't like that they had Jarvis's voice going to Vision and then Jarvis wasn't there as like his own character anymore. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, he's oh, a computer just Friday just isn't the same. Like, I know I know Jarvis didn't have that much of like a big character role, but it's Jarvis. he belonged. He was Jarvis. He, he's the friend character, the one that's yeah. just like like the one that just like doesn't do anything for the plot, but just like hovers over the character's shoulder or whatever yeah. and gives someone to talk to. So what I thought was, uh, so speaking about like uh, Tony Stark's like Jarvis, because Jarvis actually stands for something. It's like an acronym. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they do like, he does all these acronyms and uh, in Spider-Man, going back to that, uh, far, far From Home, I liked how he called the one that he stole from that one scientist, Barf. Barf. <laughs> I forgot what it stand wow. for, but it was like, oh, that's creative. Barf. Oh, uh, oh man. So we could probably talk about the MCU a lot. Yeah. If, if we had to. So here's a question. We have the MCU and we have the DC or M Marvel and DC. Uh, have there been other like comic books? And I mean, you were talking about Brandon. What's his Brandon Sanderson? It's not. A, he. He doesn't write comic comics. Book. He might have, but he has like a graphic novel. He has like a world of superpowers. Oh, he has so many superpowers. And he, he has a, a, a sidewalk chalk kind of based superpower. He has a metal oh. based. He has four, three or four metal based superpowers. He has the storm, storm light, uh, search binding, but that only works not on Earth because storm light doesn't exist on Earth, but. Hmm. Basically, that allows people to control natural forces. Like, the main character is a windrunner who can control gravitation, so what direction gravity works and how much it pulls on things. And pressure, so he can, like, stick stuff to other stuff with air pressure and things. Ooh. All right. But, yeah, so, but what my, my question is, you have these uh, two major, uh, like, worlds. So they don't have to be comic book worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just worlds. Uh, you have the Marvel world. You have the DC world. What other worlds... Uh, do you know of and which one seems appealing to you to be able to live in and have a superpower in? Mm. So quality of life in well, could the... be like the superpowers that they have could be like the, yeah. the type of world it is. Okay. Excluding the fact that they're in a massive war at the time of the writing, Roshar from the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson would probably be my choice for like what superpowers to have. Hmm. Um. There's a book called Shadow of the Conqueror. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I so just it, got done listening. To it this. has a a cool magic system. So you, you finished it? I finished it. Yes. Okay. So, 
if you don't like spoilers, close your ears. <laughs> close your ears. No, there's a superpower. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, uh, the magic system revolves around light, and light kind of works different. And so light can be like almost like congealed or like crystallized. And so there's like light crystals. For one thing, and there's no night. Yeah, there's no night world. because but there day, are nights. Oh, well, and yeah. they're like a there's zombie not, apocalypse. There's, yeah, there's but... not normal nights. Night, so instead of, so a normal day is instead of like a sun, there's the just a just bunch of like there. sun, the light stones on the bottom of the continent and then like space wraps. So like you look up and see the bottom of the continent you're standing on. It's a flat universe. Yeah, so like it just rotates. It's a stuff. flat universe. It's called Everfall because if you fall off, oh, yeah. you can fall out the bottom and restart at the top. Yeah, so like the the day is just constant night or constant light, um, and then they measure time by something that's falling next to their continent, and their continent's floating, and so they just like watch how many times like it falls. One fall lasts approximately twenty four hours ish. Yeah, so that's their substitute for a day. So wait, if you fall off, in order to like you get back fall. on, you, you, you need have to fall you have to skydive back over. Yeah, but, it, it's <laughs> but you need twenty four hours to like actually fall. I guess it does. So, does it? I mean, assuming everything falls. Okay. The At same the very way, beginning, but... one character does fall off, and it takes them much less than twenty-four hours. Yeah, it didn't or feel at least like... narratively, it does. Maybe not actually. Yeah, it didn't seem like it seemed like a pretty good while, like maybe an hour or something, but not a whole day. Anyways, might so, just be me. Long story short, interpreting okay, okay. that. Wrong. Um, I have another question to ask. I'm sorry, since we're on this topic. Okay. So, okay. so if someone falls off and they're screaming. <laughs> You know how it's like, ah, it's choir, choir, choir. And then it gets louder as they come back around. <laughs> louder, louder, louder. Yeah. So it's just this, ah, I'm sure we'll see, but you can imagine like the, yeah. the obnoxiousness of that. Yeah. <laughs> they do have ways of rescuing them, kind of. They have like nets and stuff that they yeah. can catch them with. And, and the thing that keeps the continent floating the magic system has things that allow you to like not be affected by gravity and so they have like sky ships and stuff yeah because of a thing called dark stone which yeah. won't move unless it's directly exposed to sunlight or light from light yeah. stones. so yeah long story short i think that world would be pretty cool to live in because the magic system's very interesting basically you lots take, of crime though. you can take light and like bind it to like whatever idea or like attribute you want and you your can enhance it so you can be like i want to put magic into my strength and you become super strong or i want to become or you know i want to put it into uh my speed or my eyesight and so you can basically boost whatever you want with like creativity and most of the time it's just like you know speed or strength or whatever and go but then the main character gets really creative with it and gets a lot of advantages from it um, with that <laughs> oh but. although there is the one time when he reduces his mass so much that he literally sinks into the ground <laughs> yeah and he then... like reduces his, his mass to try and like be more effective and he's like starts going through the ground because he's like breaking the laws of physics <laughs> <laughs> and then he but. goes ah crap and like undoes it but his legs are already in the ground and they go back to their normal mass and he like explodes himself yeah oh because like his, his legs <laughs> on the ground are like trying to be in the same place and like so he, there's a learning <laughs> course for him. <laughs> it, it, I mean, he he bonded light to his healing and healed back from it in like half an hour. But 
Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, you just blew your own legs off. Uh... Well, 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 that sucks. Because <laughs> he had no one teaching him how to use it. Well, I mean, I, th I think that'd be, like, really difficult is, like, being able to have this power but, like, not know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like go off in some random place where there's not going to be anyone around to get hurt and just practice for days. And then, in addition to being able to, like, put light into yourself, you can bind light to objects to make them, like, super objects. Yeah, you can sunforge yeah. things. So then, like, you know, you can take a super light wooden sword, you know, and then sunforge sun it. it so it's like invincible but it's just made out of wood so it can be as light or heavy yeah. as you want and the, the guy who wrote this book by the way it's shad brooks the youtube channel shadiversity if you're interested in any sort of medieval history sword stuff i recommend it i like how you break the wall to talk to the audience <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I, it's a podcast, I know it's a podcast. <laughs> there's no fourth wall <laughs> yeah there kind of is there's our conversation yeah. and then there's the fourth wall I just think it's funny that you're like, okay, if you're interested in this, it's like, yeah, like you're, you're like, instead of talking to us, you're talking to the microphone. I, I just think it's funny. You can check it out too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if you're interested. Okay. I anyway, you, you finish because I have something yeah. I need to say about this. What was I saying? Oh yeah, you can make super objects, and and then you were saying shadowversity. Yeah. yeah, so shadowversity. So, he really, he's really well read on like swords. And things and and so he did some interesting things because the sword is made out of wood like wood that's been made indestructible so they chose a really light kind of wood super thin blade so it's got like a super long wide blade for a one-handed like impossible for a one-handed steel sword but because it's so light and indestructible it's just super long for like a one-handed sword it he, okay. he really, really thought out this fantasy sword design, which almost no one does. <laughs> it's okay. like, oh, make it look cool. Okay. He made it look cool and made it really effective at the same time. Okay, so my question to you is, if it's light and you strike it, a lot of the times the damage comes from the weight of the sword coming down and the balance. Because it's light... But that's why they made the blade so wide, is... To give it the same weight as like a normal one-handed sword blade, but it can be so much longer. But you said it's still light. It's still yeah. light enough to use in one hand with that long and wide of a blade. Yeah, I mean, you generally don't want swords to be below a certain like weight, but also, you know, the the damage comes from like the cutting force. So you need enough force to get in there, but really, it's the you know the fine edge that you know, makes it He's cut really cutting. well. So, and you know, if you have something that's basically invincible, as long as you have it super sharp and then you make it invincible, you have a like razor sharp blade that will never dull. And so you don't need as much force. And, and he doesn't need that much force also because the blade is like a 16th of an inch thick. Right. But I mean, my, my, my point is, is like, uh, you have the uh, factor of mass. Yes. And they penetrate. do, it, it has the same amount of mass as like a normal arming sword would the yeah. one-headed steering it could just be a lot longer sword. because it's a lighter material mm -hmm. okay I get yeah that. It, it still weighs in like the two to three pounds range of what so it's, it's, sword it's like it looks like a long sword but it's like it doesn't do as much damage as a long sword but it has the benefits yeah, long swords honestly aren't that much heavier than arming swords it's just the extra leverage from two hands okay so why make a one-hand sword
because he can use a shield in his offhand. Mm. So you have a long, long sword that is lighter, doesn't have the benefit of the other hand to help with the leverage. No, but it's light enough he can control it with that hand. You can think about it as having like a normal short sword, but the benefit of having extra length. Right. So it's not so much that he lost a benefit, is that he gained, the gained length. extra length to yeah. you know, be able to reach people better, and that works a lot in sword fighting. This reach is important. And he still does gain leverage because of how much longer the blade is. At the tip, his tip speed is going to be a lot higher from a cut, even with a one-handed sword. Okay. Anyways, so that was a long answer for that world. <laughs> that is the one I would choose. Well, to be honest. And then you could also be a light ringer too, but yeah, it, we don't need to bring more. Yeah, we've already time. spoiled a lot. If anyone has been listening to all this, it's a cool book. It's a cool book. Well, and, and to be we honest, spoiled some of the magic system, but it's that's not the plot. Out. And to be honest, I don't mind if you took a lot of time because Nathan <laughs> talked about his, you talked about yours. I don't have to talk about mine because I don't have one. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if I had to you. choose an animal-based superpower, there's mm -hmm. like, you know, that frog that can like shoot glue at things. Really? Like, like if you had to choose just something that an animal could mm -hmm. do, not enhance beyond what it already does. There is a frog that, when something tries to like bite it, it will glue the thing's mouth shut. Oh, okay, I just, just adhesive <laughs> stick things to stuff. I thought of a worse animal superpower. There's a type of ant that when something threatens its nest, its head explodes and <laughs> puts sticky, like noxious, like nasty stuff all over whatever's attacking the hive and traps it. And like irritates it and like it kind of attacks it like it's acidic or something. So you have a suicide so, bomb superpower. <laughs> yeah. So it's only useful if you have like a rest of a hive to protect or like other people, and it's a one-time use. I think that would be more useless. <laughs> yeah. <very much> so <laughs> it's like I'm never gonna use that. This is just a liability at this point because I'm gonna accidentally use it one of these yeah. days and like explode myself. <laughs> it's like if that was in a story, you know, the the superhero's been trying to save people. He's badly wounded. He's gonna die anyways. He has a you know dramatic hero death. Like don't worry, I'll save the city. And then he like runs over Boom! to the, you know the alien <laughs> ship or portal or something and <laughs> blows up. <laughs> like... and, and, that would be just a little bit graphic. But can you just imagine like the people like approaching him and be like. We have one now, and they're like approaching, trying to see, hey, are you okay, or something like that. And he's like, ha, jokes on you. And it like, like has like a like ten foot radius. Oh my like, god, it's so awful. It's like ten feet, and like there's only like three people in that radius. They just like, like jump back. It's like, oh, oh you didn't was... do anything anyway. <laughs> we might have saved you if we'd taken you to the hospital, but no, you just exploded yourself. Alright. Well, I, I think that was a, a pretty fun conversation. We covered a little bit of animals, superpowers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for thanks for coming and listening, and uh, hope you have a great day. I'm Caleb. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. We'll see you next time. Or at least you'll hear us next time. <laughs>